Welcome to Redesigning High School, our podcast for parents and anyone who might be interested in how we might remake school for the benefit of students. My name is Terry DeBow. I am the director of special projects here at Hawkins School outside of Cleveland. And I'm Julia Griffin, director of the Mastery School of Hawkins. So we have a special set of uh, episodes coming up. Yeah, I'm excited for these. This is the summer series, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we focus grouped this. We tested it. This is what the audience is begging for. Either that or you and I just kind of talked about it. And we talked about it, it and it, we're going on vacation. Right. Uh, and we thought, perfect opportunity. Yeah. Let's meet the team. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is not the complete team, but these are members of the team yeah. who are going to be at the uh, at the mastery school and who are busy designing the mastery school. So um, there's some awesome people. And so I'm going to ask you a question, Julia. What do you think of this team? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I... Uh, so something I learned long ago from Doris Corda, who's a mentor of mine, an incredible friend of mine, and who's on our leadership team for the school, as you know if you're a regular listener, um, something I learned from Doris years ago was that there is nothing more important than who you have on the team. Yes. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, it's and Scott likes to say, too, like, if you have the right people on the team, you can do anything. And if you don't have the right people on the team, you can't actually do anything. So... With all of that said, I uh, am so jazzed about the team of people we have building this school. I can't even tell you. Um, some uh, some of them I have known for years, um, and others we've just you know met and recruited this spring, and they joined us for the design team retreat, which we held last week, um, almost two weeks ago now. Uh, so that was really the first time we got the whole band together in one yeah. place, um, and it's. Uh, there's so much that I value about the people on this team, but um, I think there there is an incredible uh, openness um, and thoughtfulness and curiosity and flexibility and humility. I mean, all of the things you would want for someone, for people you're, you're working with and doing something really hard with. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, each person's story is really different and I think that's part of what I'm excited about for these episodes is right. that we'll get I know those stories because I you know have had the chance over the last several years to be part of recruiting really actually every member of the team um to do to work on this project but I'm just excited for people to get to know them a little bit better and, and learn about some really interesting sort of backgrounds and stories and philosophies yeah you know I, I was uh, lucky enough to be part of those design team uh, yeah. experiences and um it was it was startling how different it felt than many academic experiences I've had in the past, yes. which come from a very different place, right? Come from a place in some ways of just raw territorial, you know, personal concerns. They want to you want to protect what you have as a teacher, mm-hmm. and you don't want the intrusions intrusions of the outside having make to make you reshape what you do. This was the exact opposite. These were very smart, generous people who have perspectives and who have experiences and expertise, but uh, there was just a sense of like, we're going to build something together. And when someone has something to say, we should listen to it because it might bring something that we hadn't thought about before. Um, So that was a pretty powerful experience. I'm I'm glad to hear you say that. I think I I had a similar experience and and I think it reminded me too that um, collaborative skills are real skills, and that the that and there are a lot of parts of what it means to be a great collaborator, and that we need all of those. That building this school is much more deeply collaborative than what being in schools, working in schools, normally yeah. is like. 
And I say this as somebody who's worked in schools for 16 years right. and like worked at a great school for 16 years, but it's just different. And there is a lot more opportunity for um, to be an individual actor and agent when you're a teacher in a more typical classroom. Right. And I think that, you know, what we, what, what the, our premise is that when there are multiple lenses on something and multiple perspectives and people with really different um experiences who are all bringing that together in a skillful way that that produces some that can produce something really great and right. new right well then i have to give you a compliment which you probably would oh. feel uncomfortable doing which is that you designed it in such a way that that's what happened because all of the, of course all of us went through school that was not the mastery school right we come to right. these things as individuals you know with egos and with territories and with a sense of self is like that is sort of enmeshed with our labor and our role in schools. And so you were able to design a process that, you know, was a, that sort of eviscerated a lot of those things and made it much more, made all of us more capable and ready to share um, and to hear and to listen, to create something collaboratively. So if the school you were making and that you're leading is going to sort of resemble the process you made as in the meta way and i'm getting lost in my meta uh no i'm with you i think it's we've got signals that it's going to work because we were able to do something in four or five days that you know in a typical english department you can't you would would actually never get there you wouldn't and we're like into the lighthouse where you're trying to get to the lighthouse and you literally never get there but let's be clear what you would the stakes would be is we're just trying to pick a summer book like to have the ninth graders (laughs) read and by five days we went to right figured out whether it should be to kill a mockingbird or oh, something else. I've heard uh, that one many times. You, yes, right. Yes, that's what that's what the territorial. And then we would have everyone would hate each other at the end, and been working on their resumes. And that's not what happened, right? Instead, yeah. it was like we're going to build a school, and um, and the process will continue over the next bit. So the point of these podcast episodes is so you can meet the team. We'll continue to do it as uh, as time allows, um, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy these uh, these team members as much as we do. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. How is your summer going so far? Oh, it's delightful. Uh, spending a lot of time working on the mastery school, so that's really that's fun. Yep. Yeah. And then every once in a while, uh, you let me go home and sleep. Occasionally, uh, yeah. <laughs> a couple times a week. <laughs> We did talk about having a sleepover to test out the dorms and have the whole faculty team just, you know, stay over. But somehow it didn't happen. I think that's well, there's a lot of summer left. That's true. I'm going to get everybody organized. Marshmallow roast. Absolutely. Okay, good. I'm in. Uh, Everyone gets a floor, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. right. It would totally work. (laughs) Um, All right, Dan, this is the meet the team series uh, and uh, you're on the team. So let's meet you. Uh, Tell us a little about yourself, a little background. Uh, education, the whole thing. Sure. All right. Well, my name is Dan. Uh, I grew up in Connecticut, um, and uh, and I got a little bit older, and I went to college. Um, <laughs> We're gonna just breeze through childhood. Yeah. Uh, and and when I when I was looking around for colleges, I wanted something that would do for me. I think uh, what my high school experience really kind of didn't like. Um, I I didn't like high school. I loved elementary school. Elementary school is wonderful. Middle school was the worst period of, it was kind of like, I haven't been to a gulag, but I imagine it's a little like that. And then, well, school, so let's just be clear. That seems to be a pretty consistent theme among most human beings. That we all that hated middle there's school. There's like 12, but like, I, but you know who the most lovely adults are? Like middle school teachers. Oh are often yeah, like, they're wonderful. They, and we, I, I taught it for years. saints. Yeah. Care deeply about it. Oh yeah. I mean, 
heart and soul into it, and yet it's just a tough time of life. I remember being a pleasant middle schooler. Really? I don't know if everybody else experienced me that way, <laughs> but in your head, yeah. you're like, you know, if we were top all, of the class of pleasantness, I've got a lot of ideas for what to do with middle school, and I'm not, I, I'm not sure. You know, it would, most of it involves sending them places to like dig pits yes. and like take care of animals. Like I think that if they did that, <laughs> they'd come that back would, the other side. They would like, come back. They would be ready to developmentally into, appropriate, yeah. you know, to be around other human beings again. And, uh, uh but, but as it is, well, now I sort of can't tell whether I wish we were starting the mastery <laughs> middle school yeah. in or whether I'm glad we're he not. Might I not can't be tell. On the founding faculty. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would want to watch it respectfully from a distance. <laughs> yeah. High school, total other story. Love yeah. high school yeah. kids. Um, and, uh, but yeah, my high school experience was just kind of, um, uh, you know, sitting in rows, very quietly watching someone explain how to do a math problem and then quietly solving a similar math problem by myself. Um, or it was, uh, you, you know, I, I spent a lot of time being very, very quiet in uh, high school, um, which is odd. I'm not a very, I'm not a quiet person. I'm a very loud person. I'm very, very sociable. But it was... Um, you know, my high school experience was very much like, let's put all these kids together so that they can sit there quietly, mm -hmm. you know, and, and do things by themselves. Um, and uh, and it was a good high school. Like it was, you know, I, I learned how to read and write and and I, uh, it, all of that was fine. But when I went to college, what I was really looking for was for a place that would be nicely structured so that it wasn't just totally fair game. Right. Like just learn whatever you want. I remember I was looking around at some places that were kind of like that. Uh, some of the, which have gone out of business. <laughs> yeah. So I won't do any name dropping on the air, but they, um, you know, places that were like, study whatever you feel your heart desires, go, you know, come back when you're hungry and, and, and tired. And, uh, and I didn't want that. I wanted a place that had some structure to it. And I found that in the college of Worcester. And so that was out here in Ohio and I loved it. And it was all about, you know, building community and people getting to know each other and then learning things together. Um, and I stayed in this um, program called the Sciences and Humanities program where um, whatever your major, it was all about learning things that the other people at your school were studying. Um, and so I loved that. So I hang out with a bunch of physics majors and, you know, we, we chat about Shakespeare with them. And it was, it was this lovely, like nerdy time in my life. Um, and so... Uh, uh, and that's how I got out here to Ohio to begin with. Um, my little sister then followed after me. She went to the College of Worcester too because, you know, she wants to be like me. <laughs> and um, and then she met her uh, her spouse here, and then they settled down because this was like their common space. So then I moved out to be near her, and that's wow. how I ended up at Hawken. So really, you want to be like her? Damn it! Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> the magic of the podcast. We did oh, some man. therapy too. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I just hope she's listening. Yeah, right. we'll make sure. Um, so that experience. So you you wrote a great. Uh, uh, I love Dan's uh, blogs, but I know. you wrote one Me called too. "School Is Stupid," yes. uh, which I, had I stand to, by that. Which I edited to have a colon to say like my teacher story, just so right. yeah. <laughs> there's some... so there wasn't this, any panic. <laughs> yeah, right. any panic. Yeah. But so it seems like in some ways, I mean, school wasn't this. In, this doesn't sound like it was an antagonist to you. No. but it it didn't. It missed you in some ways. So talk, can you talk a little about like what you envision? Like what would you'd rather have kids go through? Yeah. Well, I was having this conversation actually just yesterday with my wife and we were talking about, um, about learning stuff and how, uh, how a lot of times you have this idea of what a certain field or profession is going to be like. Right. So you say like, all right, well, that guy's an engineer. 
And I don't know what I, I think as a kid, I imagined that I knew they didn't just run trains. I knew that part, but I, I thought that they <laughs> built like machines and that that was pretty much it. Like they built different kinds of engines. I didn't know. And so I was like, that's not Hence really engineer. And, right. You know, sure. <laughs> they, it, you, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I knew they had something to do with like, you know, foundations and structures and that sort of thing. But I really had no idea like the, the problem solving that went into it and the whole notion that there's like all these various subfields within engineering that you can, you know, all, uh, I, I don't, I still don't really know, but I got a better idea now. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, it's the same thing for economics. I always thought economics was, um, just figuring out like how a system can make the most money. And I had no idea it had to do with like human behavior right. or like, you know, psychology. I thought it was about, um, you know, like sitting down and talking one-on-one -on -one with a person until you figure out what their pathologies are and then right. you give them the solution. And, and I didn't do the shortcut as it's probably about your mom. So, your <laughs> <laughs> so back to my childhood. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, no, but, but I think that um, one of the things that I was talking about with my wife is that you don't really, um, you don't know, first of all, what you don't know, but you also don't even have the beginnings of something until you start trying to do it, mm -hmm. right? Once you start going, oh, that's what sociology is. You know, you do it for a week or two weeks and then you go, I want more of this, right? Um, there's a lot of things that we, we kind of do get a, a basic sense. You get a basic sense of what literature is in high school, right? Or the high school experience I had. You get a basic experience of history, but, you know, not a wonderful, you know, experience. It was more learning dates and you know reading textbooks but i had i kind of knew what it was but okay I didn't... wait a minute sorry i'm gonna jump in because i'm a humanities teacher as you are too as we all are and i don't know whether my high school english experience what did my high school experience gave me a sense of what a literary work was but did it give me a sense of what anyone in the world actually does other than an english teacher right you know that's a good sure. point that's a good right because yeah when i got to college and i got into like literary theory and i was like what the what you yeah know, and where I'm has reading, this been yeah right and um you know and they're like well actually what you've been doing in high school is called new criticism and here right. are the rules of that and the assumptions that they make and i was like whoa exactly. i oh and, he, and here's how right i i said like it's relationship to sputnik and how yeah. how disciplines had to had to compete for the science exactly. department right right, right. exactly <laughs> exactly but it didn't teach you what being a novelist or being a journalist no. Oh, no, or being a poet right. or being and anything was like right? right 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 yeah so anyway so eat right even the things they did well they didn't do that well, so. well i mean just in, and and i don't mean to be interrupting your train of thought too much here but i i just think uh and you know as you we all know now i'm a podcast junkie so it's making me think about a slate podcast called working mm. that they ran several series that several episodes of or a few seasons of rather um which was called like the podcast about what everybody does all day yeah. because yeah. it's so opaque yeah. right. when you go to school you actually I, at least i growing up with teachers for parents had no idea what people did for work listen right. i'll tell you this is <laughs> i remember at senior year would remember you could leave school like at two or right. go to lunch yeah and then I'd go and be like, oh, my God, people are out. Like, who's at lunch right. and doing no, things? Right. What are they doing? Right. It was yeah. so weird to me. Yeah. Shouldn't you guys be in buildings? Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's some there's a, uh, <laughs> a little insight into my understanding of the, the way the world works. Right. <laughs> but But it's true, right? I mean, if you asked... 14-year-old me, what does a lawyer do? Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know, like uh, law and order. They, they talk to a jury, and that's about it. I, I don't know, right? There's this whole world of other things that people are just doing constantly. So one of the things that I want to do with this high school is to give kids a chance to just talk to those people and be around those people and do a little bit of the things that they're doing so that a kid can say, oh, you know, uh, 
industrial design. I had no idea what that was. I yeah. figured it was just making toothbrushes. And in fact, it's this entire world of artistic expression that's actually really fascinating. You know, and and mm-hmm. then to, to keep doing this, so that you're doing that again and again and again. And then um, kids actually get a sense for what, what is in the world. What is it? What is it? And their place in it, perhaps, yeah. right? That they could imagine themselves doing it because they actually did it. Right. And they got to see a human who actually is doing this for a living. Right. Like, I think that that idea mm-hmm. of connecting to real human beings, which, you know, maybe as we grow up, if we have family friends or connections, and then this gets into a lot of sort of issues of class and resources and things like that, we can get close enough to what an engineer or a lawyer does to imagine what that's like. Right. But otherwise, you can't actually see like, oh, there's this actual human who has a background and has a story and got here somehow right. and then start mm-hmm. to map what would it be like for me. If, and you just go, go peel it all back. Like you think about how school works. School works and then you get to a point called your senior year and you can do something called like a, a senior project where you can shadow someone. Like you're right. in the darkness and right. you can sort of look through <laughs> right. like, oh, the world over there. I'll just follow you around. Right. Ghost-like, right? <laughs> At the very end, right? And so... Th- as opposed to this school that we're trying to design where that's not the way it's going to work. You're going to be involved and sort of enmeshed into this world of work and and not just of work, world of art, world of culture, world of all that. So um, it's kind of an interesting different, you know, a a distinction from the way you uh, explain your school. Can you talk a little bit more about your background in terms of your humanities work and and a little bit about how you see history and, and, and writing and the rest? Oh yeah. Uh, Well, I, so I majored in English and then um, – and I've always loved hi- – well, I've, I, I started to love history um, in the when I went to college. Um, and I think that uh, w- one thing for me that always kind of was easy, I loved numbers. And so memorizing dates was always a piece of cake. And so I kind of did all right with the high school history. But once I was like, oh, it's storytelling, right? Ah, here we go. Um, that's when I got really into history. And then um, – And something that I've always found fascinating is whenever there's a place in the world or a time period in the world that I don't know anything about, um, like uh, there's a a big chunk of time in my life. I didn't know anything about China. I knew a little bit about modern China. And uh, when I came to to work at Hawken, they they said, so what, what do you bring to the table? And what's something that's uh, so, something that's like a deficit of yours that you're working on? I said, well, I bring, you know, I, I have all the I, this skill set of creative writing and, and I have got, you know, some background in, in like literary theory. Uh, and the thing that, I, that I'm not great at, I don't know anything about China. And they said, <laughs> we're looking for someone to be our, our specialist on China. And I said, I, w- I would love to learn that. <laughs> Yes. yes, and then you did. I did. You yeah, signed it's yourself like, up. I did. Right? I signed for... this like online course yeah. and this whole thing about ancient China, and it is amazing. And <laughs> the thing is that I found about history that I think is fascinating. If there's ever a time period or a place where I don't know anything about it, um, there's just something phenomenal that's just sitting there waiting to be found. Yeah. Um, that. I, you know, all, there's all these other people who know about it. Right. <laughs> they, they've studied it. They know how fascinating it is. And then for, you know, if I, as soon as I begin that, that journey of like peeling back the layers of this time or this place, um, I just love discovering this whole world that I didn't know was there. Have you had that experience as a teacher where you get students to feel the same way? Yes. I had, <laughs> I had a student I remember I was just telling um, Julia, this is the same student I was talking about before. Oh, yeah. Love this. He's a man, this kid. He's a he's wild. And we were in March 
of a year long class on ancient history. And we're doing all these different things in the world. And he was, he was into it. Like he was like, this is so amazing. We're doing Sparta. And he was like, Oh my God, Sparta, you know, the class was getting really into, especially the boys. They all right. started, they love star class by going like Sparta. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're learning about the, the economy and how, you know, the roles of women and how, and how this contrasts with Athens. And it came to this moment where it dawned on him and he said, this happened. And I said, what do you, what do you mean? It's like, this all happened. And I said, Lance, it all happened. And he just was like, eyes wide, dropped his pen. It was, that was huge. <laughs> but that, that's, I do remember that story and that kid now. And I love it because it is the, it's the ultimate, right? right. Like everything in school seems like everything else in school was made up. Right. Why not Sparta the too? Odyssey and you're talking about, right. Plus math. Yeah. Right. I mean, math basically, I think to me as a high school student seemed like it had been invented by the math sure. department over right. a coffee break and someone was explaining all yeah. of it to me. Yeah. But, but I think to, to more directly answer your question, um, the, uh, probably, um, I, I think that the best times that a student has actually been wowed by something that they've learned about history has been um, a time when they came across it themselves. Mm -hmm. That any time I tell them the story, mm -hmm. they might be into it for a little while. You know, they'll they'll entertain the idea that I can tell a story to them. They'll be like, oh, that was really interesting. You know, oh, you told us the story about the Tang Dynasty and what happened in China at the time. And yeah, okay, fine. Um, I had um, we, we were teaching this one class called Humanities Lab, and there were students who kind of knew that something was going on in Israel and Palestine, and and they knew that the there was there was conflict there, and there were people who were trying to get along, and there there were different solutions that were being proposed, and they started getting into this, and um and they got just like hooked on it, they got fascinated with this idea, and the further back in time they went, the more they were like, this is incredible, right? And then they realized there's all these different individual people that they could learn about. And there's all these different moments in history. They were like, all right, what happened in 1967? Oh my God. Oh wait. Okay. What happened in 1948? Okay. All right. What happened 5,000 years ago? Okay. You know, and, um, that, uh, that I think the most powerful moments for me were when I discovered it, right. It was when I decided to study China or when I decided to look into a particular thing. Um, and it is the same with the kids. It's, uh, setting them up to be, primed and ready to ask those really interesting questions and then um, just sort of letting them loose when they get hooked. And the same thing isn't going to hook every kid, right? right? Those were four kids who were really into Israel-Palestine and there were, you know, 11 other kids in the class who were doing something else. Um, but to for them to come across it, it felt like, you know, it's like that feeling you've got with your metal detector and you come across the right. chest of coins in the beach. Um that's so much more valuable than someone coming over and saying, by the way, I buried a chest of coins over there. You should go get it. Right. Yeah. So um, as we think about uh, concluding here, I wonder if you could tell a little bit uh, about your, your hopes for this mastery school. What are you thinking about? Sure. Uh, well, I think my hopes are that we are able to create a place where the kids are trusted to learn stuff um, where, where we make a place where the expectation is that they learn, that they learn really well. They're able to share out the stuff that they learn um, and that we're guiding them and showing them different things, but that it is fundamentally a place where we don't have to um, 
there's no carrots and sticks when it comes to the learning, right? Where it's not like learning is this thing you have to be convinced to do. Learning is something that all people want to do all the time. Um, it's just there's different skill sets that are sometimes involved in getting access to that learning. And there's certain things that, you know, certain experiences you have to have before you value that learning. Um, but that I want this to be a place where we set students up to trust them to run with their ideas. Um, instead of it being a place where we say, all right, well, it's day 57 of the curriculum. And on day 57, this is what you learned. Um, that is a, a, that's much more convenient for me as a teacher to teach like that. I know exactly what we're doing on day 57, but um, from the student perspective of things, it's, it's a, I want them to be actively um, trusted and expected to teach themselves and to, uh, to seek out that, that the skills and that understanding from other people around them. I'm down for that. That's pretty cool. Seems like a good school. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's what I wanted. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming in. Here's hoping you have a nice summer. Thanks. Get some relaxation in. And, uh, you know, we'll check in with you when we make the school. How's that sound? All right. Sounds like a plan. All right. Thanks, Dan. Thanks. Thanks. I want to thank you for listening to Redesigning High School, our summer series where you're going to meet the team uh, who are involved in designing the Mastery School of Hawken. We'll be back uh, with new episodes in August uh, when Julia and I are, and all the rest of us are done vacationing and catching our breath. Um, thank you for listening. As usual, you can find us on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Subscribe to our newsletter, which you can find at redesigningschool.org. All the rest, social media, blogs, all the rest. So thank you again for listening. Hope you have a great summer, and we'll catch you again soon.